says how we vibing and I love that I'm not grooving very hard this morning I got to admit I am coming at you from my post covid vaccine hangover uh laying in bed and this might not seem like the optimal time to try to record but what I'm discovering is that when I experience these periods of intense downloads, a lot of light and information coming in, um, a lot of synchronicities, collaborating with other uh, intuitives, um, and then taking in all the information and <laughs> stimuli going on in my world, that if I don't try at least to get that down sort of in real time as it's progressing, it's a lot harder to go back and pull it in. Um, and that's okay. What doesn't get recorded, of course, because uh, it wasn't meant to, I suppose. And also, it it does cycle back later, and it just sort of gets integrated into my overall concept of things but sometimes the process is so magical and weird and strange that um, I just want to get it out there or I moved to at any rate so yesterday um, I went and got the Janssen Johnson and Johnson COVID vaccine uh, did they just like alliteration? Was Johnson and Johnson so um, stuck on themselves that they really needed to continue the J's to make themselves happy? I feel like I'm a little wheezy. I hope you don't hear that. Um, so you may be thinking, what does that have to do with anything? Yay, she got the vaccine. Isn't she lucky? Lots of people are still waiting. Kiss my ass, lady. <laughs> KMA. Um, <clears throat> I do realize what a privilege it is to already have one. I'll just say that first. I live in a small town, so it does make it a little easier. And our state has managed to get close to general public access fairly quickly. So my window just opened up the last week or so. Because I do have um, a whole bunch of immune disorders that uh, qualified me. So that's why. And um, if you saw my blubbering on Instagram, you know that when I got the appointment Monday, I had an unexpected reaction, which just went to show me and should tell all of us that no matter how well you think you're coping or 
how convinced you are that there isn't, you know, a kernel of fear, doubt or whatever lingering somewhere in you, uh, there probably is. <laughs> and that's not a bad thing. It's definitely not a failing. But I had been doing such a good job just um, focusing on what I want and staying in that high, highly aligned vibrational place, um, I wasn't aware how much of a relief it was going to be or that it was going to feel like, oh, I guess it was sort of bothering me <laughs> that I'd been uh, pretty pretty severely at risk for the last year. Um, I didn't feel that fear on a daily basis because, I mean, after the initial period of time when nobody knew what was going on, of course, when everybody was kind of freaking out one way or another. Um, but after that initial couple months there, I, um, trusted that my own behavioral choices and my own protocols were keeping me safe and keeping my mom safe. Um, and keeping my kids safe from losing their mom, you know. But at any rate, I guess it was really still just this looming threat in the back of my mind because I just felt such a sense of relief. It was huge. Um, part of the reason I didn't get the Pfizer or Moderna, the mRNA variety was on doctor's advice because I have a tendency to have very unexpected reactions to unknown compounds and they're the ingredients in the new format of the vaccine are just slightly different. 99.9999% of the population will have absolutely no problem with it. I just, you know, my doctor was like, less is more and uh, let's not use you as a lab rat this time around. And um, in spite of all of my vulnerabilities medically, I'm uh, at very low risk risk for, you know, severe complications um, at this point because of how well I'm doing overall. But um, at any rate, he was like, let's err on the side of caution and... Um, if you can just wait for the J&J, &J, that'll be better. <clears throat> so, <laughs> so I got the vaccine yesterday and that day and then the night before, just over the last 24 hours, I've had a lot of conversations with people. I've been sent links to videos about experiences, done some research on primordial awareness in Tibetan teachings, <laughs> and um, all of that sort of came together with this weird vaccine response that I had. Uh... So I, I got the vaccine and then about, within about an hour, I was kind of feeling like, you know, a little woozy, just kind of faint a little bit. And, 
um, oddly hungry, but also nauseous. So, um, I spent about like over the next two hours, it was just like motion sickness, nausea, and, um, just tired. But then also at the same time, I was just loopy. I just felt kind of drunk or high and a little altered. <laughs> I don't, um, <clears throat> so that was funny because I was giggly as, as, as heck. And then, and so anyway, that heck, who am I? Oh my goodness, I'm in Minnesota, and I'm saying heck. Um, so, I, and I'm still a little loopy, so bear with me. <laughs> you get a COVID vaccine high version of me today. But the weird thing was, is that it wasn't like a consistent, because what I've heard from most people was they either felt fine or they felt like pretty sick for about 10 to 12 hours and then just tired the next day. Um, but it was like solid feeling icky. But my experience of it was mostly just kind of high with occasional bouts of nausea and which felt more like motion sickness, like I said, and then, um, uh, tiredness. Occasionally I might have like a sniffle or a sneeze or something and I'm in, or I would have that feeling in my chest and my throat that you get, like when you're like, Oh, I think I might be getting a cold. Let's take some vitamin C. Um, so I was not having, <laughs> like extended periods of not feeling good. It was just mostly high and giddy. <laughs> like just a little woo and loopy and not able to um, focus so well, I guess. But at the same time, having these epiphanies from weird things. So let's flash back to before the pandemic started, um, I listened to Jessa Reed. She had a podcast at the time called Soberish, which actually wound up having nothing to do with sobriety. Um, that's a whole tale on itself and a good series to listen to, especially if you're new to all of this uh, world of expansion and ascension and vibrations and light bodies and all of that fun stuff. But she had talked, you know, she does energy readings and projects into the future a bit with that. Like she'll get downloads where they're like, okay, this is what's coming. And so one of the things that she had seen was like the whole world covered in glitter. And uh, then after COVID happened, it was like, okay, well, I think that's the glitter. So anyway, over, over the course of last year, <clears throat> and this isn't to say that, you know, it doesn't minimize what's happening or make it good in any way whatsoever. It doesn't make the death and the, the global chaos any less real or devastating for people. So make no mistake, 
I am not trying to put a positive spin on a pandemic, but um, one of the things that people in metaphysical circles have tossed around a bit is that um, this might be a vehicle for part of what is happening where more and more people are waking up from the five senses, basic 3D reality, human existence that they have accepted is, is real or all that is. And they're starting to wake up to more. So, um, so there's that. And then, uh, in the meantime, you know, over the last year and throughout my life, but more intensively throughout the last year, I became fully consciously aware of how my energy body works and how to nurture that and, um, you know, live my best life, <laughs> even in the middle of chaos and danger. Um, so, that ties in. I have felt like, um, so getting into that state, this is where primordial awareness is going to come in here in a minute. And I will put a link to the video that I'm about to tell you about in the show notes. But, um, the video was a recounting of a meditation experience where of of a fairly skeptical non um religious non christian person at all um and in this experience he got into this state of primordial awareness after having practiced meditation for 20 years, having no belief in even, you know, necessarily God or angels or any of those things. Um, and so he had this experience where he, not just, not that he left his body, but that his energy, that he expanded multidimensionally. And um, in that process, uh, they tell him that the seraphim can help you uh, connect with source energy or God, if you will, and um, help your soul finish its journey to return to God and live. Now, there's a whole lot of ways to interpret this, <laughs> um, obviously, and you'll have to just watch the video because there's so much more to it than I'm saying right now, but I'm kind of trying to give an overview because I don't want this to be like three hours long. Uh, so that experience and the way he described some of the feelings is so similar to what I became aware of energetically in the last year. And that since I, I had some of my own profound experiences like that, I, I feel, I just, I feel different. I feel structurally, energetically, I feel different. I mean, I'm still me. I'm just more me. And then 
um, that connection to source energy, to the all, uh, it never goes away. I guess that primordial awareness, it feels like it just sort of stays, but at a lower volume, maybe less intensity. But so it's sort of like having Wi-Fi in your house, right? It's like, it's always there, but you're not always using it. Hey Galactic Groovers, I'm going to attempt to succinctly tell you what I do and have this little spot on every episode so you can know what I'm all about. You can visit the square booking link on my Instagram page or my Facebook page at Grooving Goddess. You can email me at groominggoddess at gmail.com and to book any readings with me, you can visit that square booking site. As I said, some of the services I offer are an animal communication for 3333, and that is a 30-minute session where we connect with your pets and um, see what maybe they are trying to tell you that you can't quite understand. Then I have a grief mediumship, another 30-minute reading, and that is for anyone experiencing recent grief and having trouble moving through that. My um, specialty seems to be in that area getting messages and contacting people's loved ones immediately after their passing. I have a mini reading special, which is four mini readings for 4444. I have a soul action plan reading, which is 5555, and that involves cards for your inner child, uh, earth self, ego self, your highest self, and your galactic team. And then lastly, I have Syncretic Oracle readings, which are 7777, as those cards are much more in-depth and pretty much cover every reading modality. And then lastly, if you would like to come on my podcast and get a reading live, I will read for you for free. You can book an interview at my Square booking site. If you would like to be on my podcast to discuss something groovy, You can also do that at the Square Booking site. And if you would like me to be on your podcast, you can do that at the Square Booking site. I look forward to hearing from you. I have a money-back guarantee for all my readings, and so far, nobody wants their money back. So I feel like I'm helping a lot of folks out there, and I would like to help you too. If you have any questions about any of these, give me a DM somewhere, anywhere, all the places. Much love to you all, and thank you for listening. It never goes away, but and you know you're connected, but you're not using it all the time. Although, right now, most of us are using our Wi-Fi all the damn time. Uh, so, back to the COVID vaccine. One of the things um, he talked about with primordial awareness was how everything just sort of becomes sensation and there's not much, like you can't really differentiate pleasure and pain. It just all sort of feels like this bliss feeling and you're aware of your physicality, but you're not immersed in it, I guess is how I would describe that. 
So when he was talking about that, I was like really thinking about my lifetime of um, physical challenges and how I just keep healing over and over and over and over and over. I'm like the medically documented phoenix <laughs> of uh, human earth health experience. Um, and then also there's uh, my, my ability to shut off pain most of the time. It's like the only time the pain um what's the word breaks through to a level where uh you know I can't ignore it or I can't um overcome it is if there's something that's you know structurally needs attention or is wrong and I can't you know they're like okay fine but this thing you need to pay attention to but so that sent me down this whole rabbit hole about sensation and physical experience. Um, you know, pleasurable things can be painful sometimes and pain can be pleasurable sometimes. Uh, so what is sensation? What is pleasure and pain? And can we by expanding out our energy fields is that how we quote unquote heal where it's it's really more about transcendent transforming transmuting your physical structure your light body structure so that you are connected to source in such a way that you get to choose your human experience down to the level of what your body feels like to you. And by doing that, it can allow you to, uh, you know, overcome experiences that other people might need medication, like not that medication overall is bad, but I'm talking about like opiates, that sort of thing, or need, um, need some kind of self-medicating. <laughs> so the end of this dissertation is that ascension is just another form of self-medication. Have a nice day. Wouldn't that be funny if that was my conclusion after all that? So there's a few aspects of where I'm going with this whole ball of yarn. Um, then there's the reality that a lot of people experience like hallucinogens of some sort um, or plant medicine are tools that allow people to reach that primordial awareness and multidimensional expansion to open up their light body and open up their awareness and connect to more, connect to the all. Uh, then scientifically, we go down the road of, you know, our brains produce DMT and there's a lot of um, study at the moment if DMT is God or a window to God 
or source energy or whatever you want to name that. Uh, so cycling back to this wacky uh, COVID virus uh, and how it, a small amount of it in a vaccine is behaving in my body. Um, and the glitter, right? And the metaphysical theories that this may be partly part of the biological process of unlocking greater awareness and higher consciousness. Um, so that was part of what I was thinking about last night. I was like, well, well, damn, maybe, uh, I'm, I'm high on COVID <laughs> I'm not, and I'm not experiencing, um, as severe an experience because since I have become fully aware of connecting to the all, because I used to do this all the time in my sleep. I did it throughout my life quite a bit. I just didn't always know that that's what that was yet. And it felt like a natural occurrence. It didn't feel strange to me until I got to be a little bit older and had had more earth conditioning, I guess. Uh, but, you know, as a child, uh, as I've said before, in the astronaut training, I just blipped in and out. And it, it felt completely natural to me to just be uh, atomized and flying around the universe. Um, which, you know, I've said before that part of my whole muse deal is that um, I remember being light before I was a soul that embodied in some sort of um, flesh vessel because, you know, there's many variety of that around the universe, I'm certain. So that state of, since I've, I've gotten closer and closer to this full awareness of what's actually going on in, with my my structure in the grid, the matrix, this reality, how we interact with source energy, how we co-create the universe. I, like, I know there's no way in hell I need to take any sort of, I have taken, I took, look, okay, full disclosure, let's go down that road. Dropped acid a couple times in my youth, um, had great experiences, but it was kind of funny because I was like, oh, this is just like when I leave my body. <laughs> this is just like those times when I was a little kid. So I don't think I got, I mean, I had fun, don't get me wrong, but I, that and let's see, ecstasy, mushrooms, those are the, the three most exciting things that I ever tried. I've pretty much just been a, been a marijuana person, um, being from California and then moving to Colorado. But, um, at any rate, uh, so I have no business taking 
those substances because I don't, I don't need anything to get me there. Um, and not that there's anything wrong if you do, but I think that's why you hear a lot of people who get to a certain um, inner peace sort of feeling, this connectedness, they, you know, they don't drink, they don't, they stop, they stop doing most of that because, not because it necessarily, because it, it always used to be, <clears throat> as long as I can remember spiritual oh well if you you'll you'll um you'll dampen your signal you're gonna shut off your connection you're gonna uh all these things are gonna interfere which may be true for some of us uh some of you um but isn't necessarily true for everyone um it's more like it just doesn't work <laughs> like it's not um it doesn't have any effect but the negative physical ones you know what I mean so and sounds so corny but cheesy cliche thing but it's like when you're connected to that source energy all the time you are high on life you are, you are high on the life force flowing through you. And so those other things become less and less interesting. And I mean, that's not true for everybody. I know amazing. I mean, they're, they're pretty much ascended masters on earth. If you go for that whole ascended master thing, but I think we all have the potential to be that it's just a matter of tapping into these, uh, energies and surrendering self but um oh gosh where was I going dang it um so the uh that feeling of being high on life it's like you know you don't need to be more high it's like you it would be kind of like oh damn so anytime this is kind of what happens to me now is that like anytime I'm like oh I'm gonna have a glass of wine or I'm gonna do you know I'll I'll uh take an edible or so so like any mind-altering substance at this point for me is like a bad edible <laughs> like <laughs> I'm you know I'm laying on my bed, uh, having the spins and deciding if I need to call 911 because I've actually died. That's a joke. I've never actually done that, but I'm sure you've heard those recordings of people calling, uh, into 911 because they've never <laughs> taken an edible before and they take way, way, way too much and then, uh, get so high there kind of delirious um so it's just not worth it to me and it and so it takes me back to the the same thing which is um the only substance that seems to be happy in my body my personal body is marijuana and um I I don't I don't really use it like a a high very often 
because I'm not gathering with people and sharing it together and having a fun conversation. And I'm, you know, I'm just using it medicinally and I use tinctures, but at any rate, um, I, so when I took the vaccine yesterday, that was more what I was feeling. And so today I just feel kind of like hung over, like I drank too much or took a really strong edible or something like that. And I think that's pretty weird. <clears throat> um, and one more little aside about energy and about expanding your energy field outward, which is very much like the experience this man had in the YouTube video that I'll share. Um, part of how I discover the expanding my energy field out consciously was I had a few experiences where like I got in small fender benders, but they didn't actually touch my car. It, it was as if it was like they bounced off a force field. I am not exaggerating about this. So uh, that sort of inspired me to think about that more and go, huh, well, if I can be as big as my van, how big can I get? And that's when I started working with that concept. And then um, Tuesday night in a live with some friends on IG, um, one of my friends said he described an experience where he, his energy field popped out like that and expanded so that he, and, and the way he described it was that he was the room. It was like he became the room. And so that set off some bells in my head too. And I was like, oh, so maybe that it's like, I feel like that is part of what this process is for us is that we're doing these things consciously so uh, that we don't have to become a flaming seraphim <laughs> that we can be anchored in that light and that source energy while embodied on the planet. It's just a theory, like all theories that I'm pondering, but I, I just found it fascinating that and the idea that, uh, the vaccines or the virus itself are making people because even people who get like the moderate to severe but non-hospital version of COVID talk about just feeling high like super super freaking high and so how amazing would it be if this is some sort of <laughs> co-created or even Gaia created um, mechanism to get us all uh, woken up and connected to source more. <laughs> so um, put that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> uh, see what I mean? I'm freaking giddy. 
This is the best vaccine I've ever had. They should all make you feel like this. Don't get me wrong. My feet are sweating for some weird reason. And my arm is sore like I had a tetanus shot. Uh, <laughs> but otherwise, I'm downright giddy. Maybe I'll slap everybody must get stoned on the back of this. <laughs> So go out there and expand out your energy fields, people. This, uh, this new world is fascinating. I hope everyone has a great day or night or whenever you tune in. And um, I muse love you all so hard. All that unconditional love. Probably won't be back again until we get to the SAP, as my friend Becky has been calling it, SAP, Soul Action Plan. So until next time, Xanadu Collective. Mwah. And welcome to the new segment called She's Back with a new kind of show notes that are like director's notes to me, the director of me, to say you forgot to say these things and they need to be included. So uh, as briefly as I can, the there's a meditation at the end of that video and it's pretty rad as the millennials have brought back, which cracks me up every time one of you says it. Um, also talked about becoming the room in his experience. So that was part of the reason why that connected with, with me, my own. And then the experience my friend talked about and how I went down this rabbit hole, uh, with regard to Jessa Reed, um, she stopped soberish at a certain point because she felt like it wasn't necessary anymore. And she just didn't want to do it anymore. You know, artists like to create and if you just keep doing the same thing um, sometimes it gets old so uh, and she wanted to put the uh, sort of like a guide to ascension um, and awakening um, in a more succinct and summarized way so she started a, a new podcast called awakening OD which stands for orientation department and she's very funny in it uh, as well, which is awesome. So if you're kind of new to all this, that's a really good primer to know what the hell we're all talking about. Uh, the risk to me wasn't of getting COVID and like getting hospitalized. It was getting the COVID and then having that trigger my immune system to start attacking me. So that's um, part of that. I wanted to make sure I mentioned that because it sort of sounded to me like I was saying, yeah, well, I would have been fine if I got it, but <laughs> I played the sick card anyway. <laughs> um, and then later on in the episode, I talk about, uh, I talked about the how people were feeling high when they had the more severe symptoms of COVID and, um, when they got sick, not from the vaccine, but when they got sick and 
my mother's neuropsychiatrist who was diagnosing her dementia, he actually had to keep postponing giving us the telehealth version of, um, of his diagnosis and his whole report and everything because he got COVID, he and his wife, and he described it as the longest Grateful Dead concert I've ever been to. <laughs> He's a really cool dude. <laughs> but um, at any rate, so he described feeling extremely high and like needing to just lay on the floor because nothing was comfortable and just a general psychedelic experience. Um, and then in the video, uh, they talked about the primordial primordial awareness. So I looked that up on Google <laughs> to get a little more specific uh, explanation and information on that. And I found um, one of the 17 tantras uh, in Tibetan teachings. And there were a few things that really stuck out to me that I wanted to share with you. I know you've all probably heard you're the guru repeated by many people who are talking about the same things that I do. Um, even people just in like personal development circles, you know, maybe not quite so woo as me, but, um, they, that's in the zeitgeist now because we're learning that I believe through this process. And so two of the passages that really, stuck out to me were there is no Buddha or ordinary being. So I interpret that, that as there is no God and there is no human that you are both. And then, um, it says the majestic ruler of all Buddhas is understood to be one's own awareness. The majestic ruler of all Buddhas is understood to be one's own awareness. So I interpret that <laughs> as um, talking about our connection to source and that we're creating everything, all of it, with our own awareness. And the more our awareness expands, the higher dimensionally, um, higher vibrationally, we'll be doing that. So that's pretty exciting. And another exciting thing is I've been getting a lot of um, emails and DMs and feedback from different people. And I so appreciate that. I appreciate the new listeners so much. I appreciate all the listeners. And so what I'm going to start doing is um, sharing some of that feedback anonymously, of course, unless you tell me to use your name. Um, on the weekly reading episode. So that is it. And I'm so proud I managed to get through all of that in six minutes. And I still love you. And please listen to the song because there's a special guest on this recording. And I think it will make you laugh. It is very silly. Even if you hate this song. Please listen. She was living in a single room with three other individuals. One of them was a male, and the other two, well, the other two were females. God only knows what they were up to in there. And furthermore, Susan, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised to learn that all four of them habitually smoke marijuana cigarettes. Reefers.